Hey, and welcome to New Money, a podcast about the rapidly changing landscape of financial technology. Each episode is a short-form discussion about a new investing opportunity or product made available to everyday people like you. Products like Betterment, Wealthfront, Acorns, and even Bitcoin. You've seen these names before, maybe even on a podcast. Well, now you can tune in to New Money to get a quick understanding of whether or not these products are right for you. You can tune in anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search New Money. Before we start the show, I have a quick financial disclaimer. David Sherry and Mike Albert are the founding partners of the New Money podcast. At the time of this recording, we may or may not own financial interests in the companies or applications which appear on the show. All opinions expressed by this podcast participants are solely their own opinion and do not reflect the opinions of David the Brand LLC and the Mike Albert Co., This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment. We have not considered your specific financial situation nor provided any investment advice in this show. Mike, sports betting, the weather, uh, election cycles, what I'm gonna eat for breakfast, what do all those things have in common? Uh, we need to know how to tell what's going to happen in the future, man. Someone's got to tell us. That's right. We, we need a prediction market so that, uh, we can place bets on, on what type of outcomes might happen in all of those cases. So you got it right today. Today we're talking about Augur, which is a decentralized prediction market. And the more I dove into this product, the more interesting, uh, and the more complexity I found. So uh, definitely excited to jump in here. F. The first thing I want to do is make sure we get a simple overview of what a prediction market is. And I'll pass it to you later for sort of the nuts and bolts of this product. But Augur is a decentralized prediction market. Now, what is a prediction market? A prediction market is simply a collection of people that are speculating on a future event and a future outcome. So this event could be something like an election. It could be something like a basketball game. It could be sales of a company. It could be price fluctuations, even changes in the weather, just about any outcome that has an objective, verified sort of truth in its outcome is something that you can effectively put money behind either positively or negatively. So um, you can think of prediction markets as basically looking at probabilities of different events happening and then placing investments uh, based on those uh, probabilities. What's interesting about why we're discussing prediction markets today um, is not only is it a financial instrument that you can use to potentially invest in, but now we have this whole crypto ecosystem with um, decentralization and smart contracts. And that sort of brings us into this whole new era of prediction markets. So it's possible that we're going to see an explosion of um, really these like prognostic tools that that let you make uh, investments based on estimating the outcome of any event with skin uh, in the game. And what's really interesting that I started to come to understand as I looked into prediction markets is that, and let me give you a quick example. So the simplest example of a prediction market would be uh, speculating on the election. So let's say there's two candidates who are running for president of the United States, candidate A, candidate B. Um, Candidate A is at 60% odds of winning, candidate B is at 40%. Um, You can essentially place bets uh, based on those uh, ratios, based on those odds about which candidate is gonna win. Um, Once the election is over, the people who made the correct speculative bet get paid out. 
Um, and, and this can really be in all types of different events. Like I mentioned, you could do the weather, you could do a sports game. Uh, but what was really interesting to me is what a prediction market starts to do in terms of warping and really influencing some, some other aspects of our culture and our life. So like, let me give you a really interesting example um, where a prediction market can actually serve as a function of, let's say, insurance. It's actually an instrument that you can use to um, protect some downside for yourself. So let's say you own a beachfront property and uh, there's a prediction market for typhoons. And uh, you, know, you own that property, you don't want anything to happen to it, but insurance maybe is super expensive. You could actually hedge the downside of your home being destroyed by, by placing money as a speculative bet that that typhoon will actually happen. And so when your home gets destroyed, you actually cash out uh, because you had sort of hedged yourself through this insurance-like function of a prediction market. So there's time and time again, there's these really interesting little culture warps almost that, that start to happen when, when um, scalable, uh, infinitely moldable prediction markets come to place. And that's what Augur is about. Augur is about letting anybody who wants to build a prediction market uh, that essentially has uh, trustless smart contracts, which perform um, the outcome or, or, or pay out uh, the, the money to the people who are betting in the prediction market. And that makes it really interesting. And, and there's a bunch of other stuff I want to talk about around governance, um, around oracles, uh, which we'll get into and I'll describe what that is. It's, it's, it's a very advanced sort of technology, but yeah, I can't emphasize enough how strange in some ways the world becomes when you can put skin in the game in any type of probable outcome in your life, in your business, as a hedge, um, as speculation, et cetera. So, um, is there anything about the core product that, that you want to outline here in terms of just, yeah, how this functions? I know it's pretty complex. Yeah. I think you have a third degree black belt brain and able to really digest and understand this. Um, I think I'm stuck at maybe a, a purple belt when it comes to the prediction market. So let me just walk through how a basic, uh, prediction event would be set up um, through the through the steps on their process. So basically it's five steps. First you would choose an event. So let's say I wanna I wanna understand will the LA Lakers win the NBA finals in 2019? You know, LeBron's gonna have his best year ever. So I want to uh, see if I should bet on this. So basically I would create that market, which would be step two. And then step three would be basically people could buy shares of that market. So, you know, if I'm um, confident that the LA Lakers will win, I'd buy 10 shares of that, that market. Um, and then functionally, that's when the smart contract would kick in um, such that if the outcome is correct, you would automatically get paid out um, when you get that financial reward. So part of the, the trustless decentralized nature of Augur um, is using those smart contracts, which is insurance that what we said was going to happen will happen. So then we would need someone to report the outcome. And basically that would happen after the NBA finals. Um, and someone would be assigned to report that outcome by whoever made the original event. And another interesting part of this whole platform is that that person is compensated for reporting the outcome 
through a REP or a rep coin um, that's native to the platform. Um, and that's, you know, blockchain, blockchain based and it has financial value. You can trade them and that's how you're compensated for being that reporter. Um, and while the case that we talked about winning the NBA finals is a very binary decision, there'd be very little dispute whether or not that, uh, that actually happened. There are some cases where it would be less uh, binary and uh, that, that reporting of the outcome could be disputed. And there's an entire process um, around that where if you dispute that that reported outcome is correct or incorrect, you can stake two times the amount of rep that the, that was required or the payout for the original. And uh, there, the dispute process would kick in then. So you can't just go around disputing every outcome. It's, it actually costs money and you're putting your money at risk to dispute that outcome. So I think it's a really smart way to engineer that kind of audit, audit of outcome process. Um, but that would be step number four, reporting the outcome. And then the last piece is the settlement, which happens automatically uh, by way of that smart contract. And whoever wins uh, the, the, uh, the event would, would get paid out. Um, yeah. So that, yeah. that's the way the basic product works. Yeah. So I want to take a step back and thanks for that breakdown uh, to, to look at how you make money in, in investing. And I think it's going to reveal something else that's very interesting about um, these prediction markets. So how do you make money in investing? And somebody else, I can't remember who this is now on Twitter was talking about this and they were saying that you know, pretty much proprietary information, having some type of insider knowledge is the way to get quote alpha, which is you know a, a good gain in your, uh, in your trading. So um, the, the people who make the most money in investing have some type of understanding that the, tip, the rest of the market either doesn't understand or doesn't know. So here's what's really interesting about what a prediction market effectively does. A prediction market lets you trade on proprietary information while still being anonymous to the crowd. So what you're seeing when you see the current state of a, a prediction market for a, a specific event is actually people with proprietary knowledge are baked into what the current ratio is um, or what the, the current odds are in the prediction market. And it's just super fascinating that basically somebody can, can trade on this proprietary IP and publicly we can see the numbers um, that, that are sort of baked in with that uh, understanding. And it actually gives us a more accurate way of looking at a potential outcome for something. So what we're seeing is that prediction markets are better than polling for judging the results of an election because you've got people who have proprietary knowledge who are investing, who they don't want to surface themselves. They want to be sort of anonymous in that. Um, and yeah, so you can almost like obfuscate who you are, but still trade on proprietary IP. And then the crowd gets to see that um, without having to know that some person in particular has um, proprietary knowledge, which sometimes is something that you want to sort of cover up, right? You want to like hide that. Um, so I just thought that was a really interesting way of thinking about prediction markets is it's almost like this centralized, anonymous, proprietary information um, visual that everybody can check out or also then um, buy into. So um, of course, that means that has to be at a point where the prediction market is somewhat mature doesn't just happen overnight. Um, and, and as the market sort of builds, 
it's it flu- it's in flux. Different sort of uh, rates change as uh, different amounts of people believe in probabilities. Um, so that's really interesting to see that emerge too and, and morph over time. But I think for like the general public, we're actually going to be able to use these markets to under- understand ourselves better, understand what political moves to make better, understand likelihoods. Um, and that gets into this whole idea of the governance. Um, and you kind of touched on with how Augur is set up. It's really fascinating the way that they've sort of structured it to incentivize people to sort of take the right actions. And I think even within companies, we could see many prediction markets um, pop up that help um, resolve some ailments that companies might run into. Um, I was even reading about some prediction markets within um, governance of a, of a business where if people, let's say, have to report their own numbers for something, they might be currently incentivized to sort of pump up their numbers um, when they're reporting to the board or something. And, and you could actually create prediction markets within a company um, that help sort of align incentives, incentives in such a way that people get paid uh, further, they get bonuses for actually making accurate calls about what their numbers are. So there's, there's a really strange world that we might be entering as sort of these governance models emerge using prediction markets to incentivize actors um, to actually surface the most um, sort of in-depth thinking about what is actually occurring in the world. Does that make sense to you? Did I break that down okay? Oh, yeah, you did. And it, it feels to me like it's a market that will extract all of the uh, held like, like, like waste knowledge and, yep. and, and kind of get it out in the open so that people can play with more of a full deck of cards. Um, yeah, it's, it's skin in the so game. interesting to think of where this could go. It's very revolutionary in my in my head um i have a very hard time seeing where it could go but the more you talk the more interesting it sounds yeah the the other uh piece that's, that's pretty fascinating is so um i think the thing that that shows up for people as they start understanding um this idea of you being able to speculate on anything uh, there's really two things that i think first come to mind the first is like well who's the person that gets to decide whether or not that was actually true right we live in an era of fake news what's right what's wrong um, and this is why crypto and decentralization, I think, actually make this now more possible than ever before. So uh, we use the term earlier called Oracle. And Oracle, an Oracle in this context is really just the unbiased judge that decides an outcome. Now, before, if we were going through like a sports betting um, type company today or like a bookie, maybe an underground bookie, it was a very centralized system. It was, one, it was really a few people within a company or someone you knew who uh, was going to make that final decision and pay out people. Um, but today, you can do it through a more decentralized manner um, where maybe there's multiple oracles, all of whom are voting. Um, not only that, you because of uh, what's called like a fork, which is you, you're sort of um, copying and then taking software in a different direction, like taking the original code, copying it, and heading in a different direction. If the oracles are doing a poor job on any prediction market, there's nothing stopping all of the users the next day just jumping to a different prediction market. So if people are using a system like Augur and they're feeling like the oracles are biased, um, there's nothing stopping them from immediately just jumping to a new market. And I do think that we, we talk a lot or we hear a lot about how in the future AI is going to make decisions for us. I think this oracle idea, these smart contracts, which are um, code-based legal contracts, that uh, function automatically based on sort of state changes. 
Um, I think we are going to start trusting these oracles a lot more. I think it's actually interesting to think about even in the self-driving cars, et cetera. It's like, yeah, decentralized Oracle, <clears throat> smart contracts, will, we will trust them. And the reason we will trust them is because they will be more decentralized and because we have options. We, we don't have to, we're not going to get um, beat up by the bookie and we can always change bookies and they don't know who you are because it's a global exchange and you can trade sort of anonymously. Um, so yeah, it's just, there's so many interesting things that are uh, really arising from this. Um, I think the last thing worth mentioning is that uh, you don't have to worry about the exchange rate changing. Like let's say with, with Ether, if you're trading Ether and Ether's price jumps or it really declines, um, they're, they're using a stable coin, I believe through Augur called MakerDAO, um, or that's at least their plans. Um, so that kind of helps with like the volatility piece. But yeah, I, I don't know how good, I think this is similar to some other episodes, how good or bad some of these new governance models might be, you know, having a prediction market for every piece of your business, like there's possibly some negative externalities there. Um, a big pushback for people is um, prediction markets for people's deaths, which I know is sort of a dark subject. Uh, and, you know, if the price gets high enough, that has some very bad incentives. Um, and that's something they've already sort of run into uh, some trouble with. So it's a weird world that we are entering. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, for me, you know, this is something I'll be on the sideline as far as, you know, would I use something like this? I don't have a great use case for it. I guess if I wanted to bet on sports, there are probably more accessible ways to do it. Um, and to me, it just feels more like gambling at this point than investing. But I also see that probably in a decade long timeline that this could be something very um, different than the way I'm thinking about it right now. Um, yeah. And so it'll be exciting to see how it plays out. Yeah. I think the access to hedging downside risk through speculating in a prediction market is a very fascinating concept. Um, I'm not even sure if I fully wrap my head around that, but it almost feels like as long as there's a market for it and there's other people who want to trade, you can hedge just all types of downsides in your, I mean, it, it's the whole like sort of Nassim Taleb, like tail risk, like these sort of black swan events, like you can sort of um, put money up to protect yourself against collapse from a black swan event. Um, so that's very interesting. I bought REP on launch um, because I was very interested. So I bought their token and then I think it actually grew a bit uh, since I held it. And then I sold it all when I started thinking about all the dark market pieces of it. Um, I think there was some, some um, yeah, some like death predictions on there. And that made me very wary around regulation. Augur started as a centralized company and then they spun out into a decentralized company so that you can't necessarily regulate it. But that still just gave me sort of a, a weirder feeling and, and I sold out of my position because I didn't, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know where that would head. Um, so I'm no longer uh, invested in Augur, but I will be watching um, prediction markets. And um, I think I made enough sort of predictions in my, my general overview. Thanks for letting me rip on that, um, that I have nothing else to say here, but uh, fascinating space to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for all that breakdown, man. That was awesome. great. For sure. Yeah. All right. Talk soon. All right. Later. <laughs>